Welcome to the Muddy Waters of Freedom with your hosts, Matt Wright and Mohammed Shaker. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard for Muhammad, I didn't come up with a nickname, Shaker, this is Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Welcome back, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> it's good to see you. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to deport everybody from all the Yankee states out of Florida. Yeah. I was going to make a post about that, then I decided I'm going to save it to make that comment on the show. Yeah, I like that. But everybody from Pennsylvania, uh, New Jersey, New York, uh, any other state that's up there, they need to get out. <laughs> We're done being your tax haven. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. There are a lot of rude people here from the north. And I'm, I'm like really starting to notice that and it's getting on my nerves. People always wonder why people can't drive around here. Well, it's because we got all these assholes from New York. That's why nobody is able to get around in this goddamn state. Got almost, almost hit maybe two cars today and people are doing this because they don't know how to fucking drive. I don't get into accidents, man. I haven't, I've never been into an accident. I've been in one, but it wasn't my fault. Yeah. It was probably somebody from New York. No, she was from here, but... Her family's from New York. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, th- this is that time of year where... Oh, Daniel's from New York. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, this is that time of year where you get all the people down from up north, and they're all awful, mm-hmm. and they take up the roads and they take up all the good parking spaces except for daniel klein because he's a great guy and he lives here year round yeah (laughs) i mean daniel klein's essentially he's essentially a floridian yeah (laughs) but yeah this time this time of year it's like the 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 blue hairs are all down and they're definitely making their presence very well known (laughs) Definitely making their presence well known. So Daniel Klein says he did come here for no income tax. Um, that happens to be the case for a lot of people that move here. Um, I don't know if I talked about this on the show. I know I did with somebody in person. Uh, Florida's the tax. Florida's technically the tax haven for a lot of the uh, New England states. Um that have like a shit ton of taxes. It's the reason Florida gained 5 million people, mainly from that area, mainly from New York, really. Um, 5 million people moved here over the last 10 years. And that's because there is, people are trying to escape all the taxes, which makes sense. Um, also, it's the same case with uh, Texas. A lot of people from the West Coast move from California, Washington, Oregon. Well, to an extent, Oregon, not as much. Uh, but Washington and California, they move on over to Texas right. for the same exact reasons. No, absolutely. Yeah. Tennessee, same thing. Yeah. 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 
you get a lot of people moving down from uh, higher taxed areas because there's less tax there, and then they vote for higher taxes, and then they wonder why. Yeah, they're <clears throat> why it continues to get worse. And that's why they should leave. Right. <laughs> that's one of the many. Reasons. If you're one of those people, anyways. <laughs> Ma- mainly, I just want you to go because I don't like my traffic getting worse. Mm-hmm. I agree with that too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to get into that yeah. schooling thing. Anyways, um, so we're going to start off today's uh, show with, believe it or not, economics. Wow. Favorite topic. <laughs> uh, so that's, a bunch of my friends had, had shared this article. Um, <laughs> a bunch of my friends had shared this article, uh, which I was surprised because it's from NPR.org, written by Dean Baker, who is a self-proclaimed leftist-centrist economist. Uh, anyways, the article is was published July 19, 2012, uh, titled Six Policies... Wait, the article's from five years ago? Yeah. Oh, I saw that it, article coming, going around. I would around. say it's still relevant. But it yeah, is still yeah. relevant. I just saw it going around a lot uh, over the last week. And yeah, same here. I oh. was just surprised that it's from five years ago. Mm-hmm, Yeah. Six policies economists love in parentheses and politicians hate and probably just people in general that don't understand economics hate. Um, And I just thought we should talk about some of these points. Um, Most people agree with about five out of six of these. And um, I'm sort of four out of six of these. The first policy mentioned is eliminating the mortgage the mortgage tax deduction which the uh tax reform that the republicans push are you know are pushing right now um are coming with actually a cap on mortgage tax deduction so you can it was like a million dollars and they're going to cap it down to 500,000 and one of the reasons he mentions it in his article is and he was conflating here he said we should eliminate the mortgage tax deduction because the rich benefit more from it even though it's more of a percent it's it's a flat rate so it depends um but he was basically saying how the middle class and the poor pay for this tax deduction which he did not cite that in his article at all um but unless something is actually made to pay for something else, then tax deductions are always good. So I'm actually okay with mortgage tax deductions as long as they're not actually being funded by something else. Less tax is always good. Let people keep more of their money no, no matter what, uh, how much money they make. I, yeah, I, would, I agree with that. Uh, if we're, I wouldn't say eliminate the mortgage tax deduction. I would say eliminate taxes. But, mm-hmm. you know. As long as the tax deduction isn't being funded by something else that somebody else is paying for, I don't care if it's there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, um, when, when, when somebody brings up how a tax deduction is being funded by something else, it might not be. And if that's the case, then that's fine. If it's not being funded by anything, that's fine. Um, besides, I mean, if we're going to talk about the larger picture, I'm spending as a problem, not taxation, but... Maybe we, maybe I can get into that by the end of this if I have to. Um, 
the so I don't exactly agree with the first policy, um, but so the second one is tax deduction for healthcare, as in businesses that offer healthcare get certain tax deductions for that, uh, and probably the same. It's probably the same reasoning for me on the first one. But what he was saying, which I agree with it, uh, is he was saying that tax deductions for healthcare uh, give businesses incentives for more luxurious healthcare options that employees may not need, and thus people would be using more healthcare services that they don't need just because they're there. And I can understand that. Um, the thing is, I don't know exactly how tax deductions for healthcare work. Right. Because yeah. to me, that sounds more, I don't know if it's a tax deduction or a subsidy. You know, that, that's, that's the thing. I mean, if you're, if you're paying for healthcare, you're paying taxes somehow. So is this tax deduction a subsidy or is it a, a deduction? I mean, if it's like, Hey, keep more of your money again, I'm okay with that. Um, cause there's more to healthcare than just people are using more services, that they may or may not need, which is a problem anyways, because I've talked about that before, how the American culture is all about. I got a tummy ache and I'm going to run to the emergency room, take up a bed and, you know, 20 people in the hospital now have to take care of you for your your stay while you're in there. Um, like, yeah, that's an issue, but it's not the only issue. Um, number three, eliminate corporate income tax. See, this one I definitely agree with because uh, we have the highest income uh, corporate income tax. Yeah, the highest corporate income tax in the world, and it's it's a misguided attempt to basically tax the rich, quote unquote. Um, which you're not really taxing the rich. I mean, if you want to tax the rich, then you tax people by income, not their businesses. Um, but all taxes do is uh, what you call it. Taxes discourage. <laughs> The thing that is being taxed, basically. Um, so, you know, you you have high corporate income taxes, which corporate doesn't just mean big businesses. It could mean incorporated small businesses as well. Right. Um, like there was that article recently that came out with a bunch of millionaires, millionaires and billionaires that came oh, the 400 millionaires and billionaires that wrote the letter saying raise our taxes yeah yeah which is fucking bullshit it is um, it is it's like if you want to pay more taxes just pay more taxes exactly no one's no one's stopping them from doing that or donating to charity uh to help the poor like there no one is stopping them they can do that and it's tax and it's tax deductible to right. them the only way if it's they not want it to the be. only way it's <laughs> not tax deductible is if they just send more money to the government yeah, exactly. Which I wouldn't do. If, if I mean, if you really want to help people, then you you can like start a nonprofit. You can start a something like I don't know the Bill and Melinda Foundation and help pe- poor people around the world. Right. Not that hard. Um, but yeah, them saying tax corporations more or tax the rich more is really just them trying to hit the people that are in between us on the show and the listeners and them. So then they have less competition because people might just leave the businesses um, overall. Right. Um, but yes, eliminate the corporate income tax. Uh, number four, eliminate the income and payroll tax. And it was just left at this. And I guess people complained 
Because <laughs> then they um, added an addendum in there. Is that how you say that? Addendum? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was an addendum English in there. English is a second language, so he doesn't know how to say some words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they were like, hey, guys, sales tax would replace everything, which is pretty much what I would want. Uh, that's even a step more than, like, the fair and flat tax. Um, so maybe that's just a fair tax. It's just tax people on what they're spending. Of course, no taxes would be preferable. <laughs> right. But I would prefer uh, a tax on spending rather than a tax on income. Yes. You should be taxed on what you're... If it's going to come to that... Tax people on purchases, not on them working, because that's pretty much like slavery. Um, uh, yeah, so number five, this is the one that nobody really agrees with. It's the carbon tax, and so obviously this is for like environmentalism and all that. And um, I don't see how this could work, especially when we're all putting out carbon, so I have no idea how we could go about doing this. I mean, if you really want to have less carbon in the air, kill yourself. Number six, <laughs> legalized marijuana. Probably the most important one on this list. Um, we've spent at least over $20 billion, from what I remember, fighting the war on drugs. Maybe more, actually. I was going to say it's got to be more by now. Yeah, no, no, it's in the trillions now that I think about it, because it's been going on for decades now. It's been going on since 1972. Yeah, yeah. Which, one of our uh, local state senators, Jeff Brandis, was talking about this on one of his posts, I think this morning, and, you know, somebody made this, like, silly argument. It's the silliest argument I always hear from people in general when they talk about private prisons, and the amount of people in prisons and the fact that people are in prisons and we don't have private, we don't really have private prisons in Florida. Um, but it, the private prisons don't make laws against using marijuana or really all these other offenses that put people in jail aside from obviously like bodily harm and hurting somebody. Um, the government does that. The government puts these things in there. Whether it's a private prison or not, they're the ones that make these laws and put people in, in prison and jail over them, not the private industry, whether it w- it's supposed to be a thing or not. Like, I'm personally, this is not, um, uh, whatchamacallit, what, what do you call it? Um, socially acceptable, I guess, uh, but I'm okay with private prisons. Because I think private prisons are not the problem. The problem is the government. See, I'm not a fan of private prisons. I mean, I'm not either, but the government is the one that puts people in there. Right. Private prisons don't have their own police that lock people up. That's true. These laws existed before prisons got privatized. That's true. But at the same time, a lot of times private prisons will have in their contract that they need to stay 90% filled, which means that they are... Uh, prosecuting people that probably shouldn't be in jail just in order to keep them filled in order to meet their contractual demands. I've heard that before. I've never looked it up, but I feel like their prisons would be full whether or not that was in there. 
we've always we've always been throwing people in prison for a leaf. So I, I sincerely I sincerely doubt that that clause is enough to keep you know these prisons full. Because what about states like you know here? What about states that only have public prisons? I mean, the same laws apply everywhere. It's the same law being applied in all 50 states and you've got people being arrested for marijuana in 40 something states right 40 40 states ish yeah 40 ish states yeah so it's not like it's not like private prisons need that right it's no, I mean, already there i mean i do think that the entire criminal justice system needs to be revamped mm-hmm. um i one of the reasons I don't like private prisons is because of that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you can abolish private prisons for whatever reason. You'll still have people in prison, though. You oh, know? yeah, no. I mean, that, that's, always, that's really, I mean, that's really my argument. Pe- you're always going to have people in prison. Yeah. Uh, but if it, was, if it was something where it's the taxpayers are paying for each person that's in the prison, mm-hmm. right, as a... Which I guess we are now, even with private prisons. I'm not really 100% sure how private prisons work. Um, what do you mean? I mean, the taxpayers pay for it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a public prison just run by a private company? Mm-hmm. Just like how public roads are paid by the public, but they're private-owned companies that do the paving and right. all that. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, really, there's no difference between a private prison and a public prison, it seems like. It's just one way there's a company making it, one way there's a government making the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I just think that we need to revamp the entire system and get rid of... And, well, yeah. And get rid of a lot of the laws. Yeah, and that's why we should legalize really all drugs, not just marijuana. Yes. You know, Caleb and I actually talked about that on Wednesday. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um but yeah, so those are the six policies. I don't know what your thoughts are on the six policies or if you agree I'm against with me the, on everything. Uh, like, obviously, I'm against the carbon tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 100% on board with eliminating the corporate income tax and the uh, eliminate the uh, income income and payroll tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I wouldn't want the sales tax, but I think it's an easier, much more manageable way to do it. And yeah. it would get rid of the IRS, so that mm-hmm. way you don't you lose a lot of red tape so you don't have to worry about that and the thing is it would help out the people don't understand this would help out the poor and the middle class so much a whole lot more because so much a lot of us depending on the person and the family don't spend a lot of money on unnecessary things some families really just focus on saving their money to better their family in the future um so if you instead make a sales tax rather than an income tax a lot of these families will be able to save a whole lot of money that they're not going to be going out and spending on stuff like the upper middle class and the rich families are and that's a good thing right when we're talking about helping the poor this is really really one way to help the poor out um so yeah and okay so uh another so one thing i did want to talk about too is because i was having this I think this started from the... I, just, I want to do a preface on this one. Yeah. Uh, back when I was working on the Overby for Congress campaign, mm-hmm. 
he was in a debate with uh, David Jolly and Alex Sink. Mm -hmm. And at the end, they got to ask each one, like each one got to ask one question. And he asked this question to Alex Sink. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't answer it. What the difference between welfare and socialism? Yeah. Oh. He's like, what's the difference? Uh, he didn't word it that way, but that's what the question was. I can't remember how he worded it yeah. exactly, but that was what the question was. Yeah. Uh, what's the difference between welfare and an entitlement was what he said. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it's because I don't remember what I posted. I posted something that had to do with this. Um, and some of my friends that call themselves socialists or democratic socialists or whatever, um, did not know the difference between welfare and socialism. And it's important to always, no matter what, like, like lay down the definitions of, of words ahead of time. And that's really, honestly, a lot of times that's really also a trick to, uh, keep control of the way the dialogue's going. But if we can agree on the definition of the words mutually, then at least we were on the same page when it comes to that, which when it comes to that, a lot of democratics, once I explain this, a lot of democratic socialists are like, well, I'm not a complete socialist. I like welfare. Um, so he, this is socialism. Socialism is the state or the workers, depending on how you want to look at it, because it's workers is like such a nuanced word. <laughs> workers could mean the social, the local socialist party, you know, um, kind of like how Hugo Chavez did in Venezuela. That is actual socialism. So socialism is nationalizing um, pri the uh, private private companies, industries, so on and so forth, abolishing uh, private property, some or all. And, you know, having price controls such, uh, you know, price ceilings, price controls, uh, uh, so on and so forth. This is this is a socialist economy. So when people talk about. When people talk about like Denmark, Sweden, uh, you know, Scandinavian countries, basically Bolivia um, and even the United States when it comes to, you know, you your roads are socialism. No, they're not. Um, that's not socialism. Um, welfare. So welfare was a response to socialism in the late 19th century, uh, pushed by Otto von Bismarck. And if you don't know history that much, uh, that's about the time that the Holy Roman Empire slash Prussia and all that fell apart. Well, not fell apart. They all just joined each other and made themselves the German Empire which ended up obviously being Germany after that. Um, but yeah, so welfare was a, was a response to socialism, which was workers controlling the means of production and blah, 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 to welfare, where it's the state provides you with a safety net. And that's all it is. Um, taxation is not solely a socialist policy. Taxes are taxes. Um, Welfare is welfare. Welfare is not innate only to socialism. Um, and now this is not, this is not uh, uh, in support really of like, I'm not trying to support welfare or a huge welfare state, but it's really important to lay down the definitions for these words because 
if you just conflate both of them, then you can call a lot of things socialism. And that's just not true, though. You can't. <laughs> that's just not true, though. Like, the military is not. Um, okay, hold on. I was going to say the military is not socialism. It depends. I mean, the go- the government does have a monopoly on the military, but there are private contracting, military contracting companies. The USPS is yes, not socialism. No, no, yeah, it's not because you have because you pay to use it. Yes. Well, on top of that, well, I mean, granted, they they do bail them out every year, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, so technically, I guess they get bailed out by taxpayer dollars. But well, it's not just that. The US, USPS would be socialism if UPS, FedEx, and all these other companies were abolished, abolished. and any sort of business in that field would be banned from ever operating. That would be socialism. Right. So as in private companies cannot compete. The FDA is socialism because the government has complete monopoly on that sector and no other private company can do food testing and drug testing and all that that is uh, that that is socialism if you have pri- that that that's really the key difference do you have do you have private competition or not do you have private property or not also price controls obviously which we have on some stuff um but yeah so scandinavian states bolivia and all that not socialism those are big welfare states paid for by taxes you have taxes in capitalist countries so that's that's really what i wanted to really harp on when it comes to this uh cuba is socialist north korea is socialist uh china is mostly socialist they're slowly coming out of that they've been becoming more and more and more Sort of state capitalist is usually what people call it because you still have to ask the government. So it's still sort of socialism, but it's still sort of capitalism. But it's mostly socialism. Um, Venezuela is socialism. They all have have welfare. Everybody has welfare, yeah. We haven't talked about this on the show yet. Um, Venezuela. I pers- okay, so everybody knows that they're going through a food shortage mm-hmm. and that their president has been getting a lot of flack for gaining weight during this food shortage. Yeah. But my, my all-time favorite thing is that when he was doing a television address, a live television address, he pulled out an empanada and ate it on live TV. In front of everybody. In front of everybody. In front during, of a, during a food shortage, he did that. And I was just like, wow, that's... That is ballsy yeah. right there. That 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 doesn't make a lot of sense for a leader to do. Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah. I, it's just that blew my mind. But I've watched that video like a hundred times because I find it so just hilarious. Yeah, I, have, I haven't seen that one yet. Um, but I think I will after this. Um Oh, I had something on my mind that I just completely forgot. So let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the silliness, yes, silliness here. Um, so I don't know if anybody saw this. Uh, I know I think everybody. Saw I know a lot this. of people have. Yeah, um, and like I didn't jump on board with it when it happened to Marco Rubio, 
Um, I did not. I didn't care. But so CBS, I did jump on board with uh, who's our congressman again? I always forget his name. Our congress, Dave. Uh, oh my God, what is his name? The former governor. Yeah, former governor. So our former governor that is now our congressman. He's the one with a fan, right? Yeah, he's the fan. I jumped on board with that because that was hilarious. Yeah, that was funny. Um, but yeah, so C- CBS wrote an article about Donald Trump drinking water twice. Okay, and personally, here's my thing on that. If you're watching us, you're going to see what I'm going to do. If you're not watching us, then uh, you'll just have to try to understand. What I found hilarious about that is, you know, he paused and he looked around the podium for the water. And then he found it. And he did this. He picked it up with two. It was a bottle of water, and he picked it up with two hands, and he. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he took a tiny little sip out of it, and then he put it down, and then he did the same thing again. And it's just like, dude, like I know Rubio made fun of you about having tiny hands, but mm-hmm. I'm certain you can hold a bottle of water in <laughs> one hand. Like, that's that's got to be possible for you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, I remember seeing that. Rubio's treat, tw- or Rubio's tweet on that yeah, was it. epic. That was so funny. Yeah. He basically said, good effort, you know. <laughs> He's he, like, bad form. He critiqued it, yeah. Yeah, bad form. You need, you know, you, you can try again. That it, was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even like Rubio, and I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's such a waste of, like, you really took the time to write an article about Trump drinking water. Right. Literally Hitler. Literally Hitler. He Trump drank, is literally he drank water, too. You Being know, it, if Trump only... Uh, I'm going to totally steal this joke. Sorry, Dave Smith. Uh, if Trump only gasses 20,000 people, will they still say he's literally Hitler? I mean, he's going to be off by millions. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And, actually, you know, let's... Let's sort of t- tie these two in, okay? The welfare and the Trump no, no. and water? Trump and Franken. It's the, the, the way media portrays things sometimes. So you have, you have the media all worried about the Trump water thing. And everyone, not everybody, enough people were silent about Al Franken for a while and then you have people coming out defending him and that's the silly thing about this whole sexual allegation thing is people making it a partisan issue you know you'll see conservatives like oh i've definitely it it has become okay i'm actually glad we're talking about this because uh i mean spike and i talked about it a little bit last week Mm -hmm. but you've got a lot of members of the gop who were defending uh roy moore yeah and you know they were saying oh well joseph was an adult and mary was a teenager and you know like that is not an excuse. I'm sorry. That's that that is not an excuse. Mm-hmm. If the allegations against Roy Moore are true, he needs to step down, and the GOP needs to take that loss because that's what's going to end up happening. Mm-hmm. That absolutely is what needs to happen. Uh, but I have read four separate articles that say we need to give the Democrats who are accused of these things a pass because we would rather have sexual assaulters in there who are Democrats than any conservative. And that is just as wrong as the Republicans that are defending Roy Moore. Mm-hmm. And if Roy Moore's allegations are true, yeah. um, I like I'm all for due process and I still want, you know, innocent, yeah, same until, here. Yeah. And innocent until proven guilty. Al Franken though, there is a picture of him groping a woman while she's asleep. Yeah. 
He did it. Mm-hmm. 100% he did it. Yeah. And he needs to step down and resign. And anybody who is a Democrat who said, oh, well, you know. Yeah, there's feminists defending him over it. I know. I've, I've seen the article. They're like, oh, no, he apologized. And I'm just like. I don't, I don't really? care. What about what she has to say about it? Right. <laughs> she, she doesn't seem to care that he apologized. Yeah. Like, no. He, uh, he did it. There's photographic evidence of him doing it. He needs to resign. Yeah. And if Roy, if it comes out that Roy Moore did it and, you know, you know, innocent until proven guilty again, but, you know, found mm-hmm. guilty, I agree. Yeah. found guilty, he needs to step down. He needs to walk away and, you know, possibly go to jail. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know statute of limitations and all that kind of stuff or if anything's happened recently. See, if it's, if it's past the whole stat whatever the statute of limitations in on this then i don't careful don't get our video deleted again yeah then i (laughs) then then i think it's silly to blindly take people's word for things if it's way past it because how are you gonna if you can't prove something it's not see it's the um okay let me let me remember how this works because this is sort of legalese. It's the preponderance of the evidence that's that has to be proven by the accuser, not the accused. So, if this has happened, then yeah, they need they need to prove it more so than he needing to disprove it. Right. Yeah. So so the burden of evidence falls on the accuser. Yes. Yeah. And and they should and they should try to prove it because if he did do something wrong then we should know and he 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 will get out. And I will say that the uh the yearbook inscription is a little I've heard that I had never looked at it or her I it, it's I a, didn't it's even a little da- yeah. it's a little damning. Um you know, he I don't remember it word for word, but he was like, I don't remember old Hickory house or whatever it was called. But in it, he was like, you know, to a very beautiful and something young lady, you're going to go places. You're really you're like, you're really pretty. I don't know. Something like that. And then he signed it. Uh, and then he signed it. And then he said, old Hickory house. And I mean, granted he made, but there's nothing wrong with, well, he was saying, saying he, he was saying he didn't remember being, Oh there. Yeah. But he signed it in the yearbook. Okay, okay, okay. That that was the part where it was like he was like, "Oh, I don't know where that place is, or if I've ever been there." But then in the yearbook, he wrote it. And yeah, there is the chance they, you know, he was signing the yearbook, and then he was like, "Wait, where are we again?" And they just yeah wrote it down. Like, well, that, and that ri- could have happened. But, but writing that down also by itself doesn't really mean anything either, though, right? I mean, who, who's because I don't know anything about this. I. I about this as in the whole yearbook thing. I only heard about that once and I did not read into it. Um, so what is this one of the girls? This I is guess? One of, yeah, this is one of the girls that uh, this is one of the girls that uh, is accusing him. Um, she uh, he wrote in her yearbook something, uh, you know, like you are a very attract, you know, to the prettiest and smartest girl here or something. I don't know. But I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with saying that there is nothing, no matter what your age is. Right. There's nothing wrong with saying, okay, there's nothing wrong with saying that the thing that, the thing that makes it kind of like weird to me anyway, is that, 
she came out and she was like, oh, yeah, I met him at Old Hickory House. And he goes, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. But in the yearbook, he wrote okay, okay, Old okay. Hickory House. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it's like, okay, well, you were obviously there. Mm-hmm. You signed this yearbook and you said that you were at Old Hickory House. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is a thing that happened. Yeah. Like, you were there. You can't deny being there at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's the part where I'm like, okay, maybe maybe there's something to it but like i mean still i it's so like it's so hard because we're so quick to jump on everybody we're so quick to jump on everybody and i'm not defending him of course not even in the slightest no no i have my own personal opinions on it and i i don't want to go into them here um i have my own personal opinions on it but um i think that him saying certain things like, oh, yeah, I've never heard of the old Hickory House. I don't know what that is. But then there's, he signed it in the yearbook showing that he was there mm-hmm. is just slightly enough evidence for them to go, okay, maybe you need to mm-hmm. maybe you need to back off and step out. And we'll just have to take the loss, which I know that no, I know that the GOP does not want to do that. The GOP does not want to take the loss because they're hanging on by a very thin margin. Mm-hmm. And when... If they lose that, they'll end up they'll end up uh, losing slightly yeah. more. They'll, yeah, they'll they'll cut their lead in half. I mean, something one one some something I saw somebody say about all this is: as soon as you get accused, you need to like apologize right away. But I don't completely agree with that. I disagree with that. Because if I you didn't do it, right, I a hundred percent disagree with that. That's why I think uh, I think we talked about this. I think it was with you. It may have been with Spike. I don't remember. But Jeremy Piven. No, not me. Okay. Jeremy Piven did it the way that I think it should be done. Because do you know who Jeremy Piven is? He's an actor. He was in um, Entourage, mm-hmm. uh, Ari Gold. Uh, and an actress that was on Entourage once or you know on a series arc or something accused him of sexual harassment. And he came out and he said... This is vehemently untrue. Mm-hmm. You're lying, and this accusation takes yeah. away from people that it actually happened. Exactly. To. Jack and that, Jack Ledval did the same thing, by the way. Did he? Yeah. And I was like, look, if Jack didn't do anything like that, then I think that's the right way to respond, not just a lay down and apologize <laughs> about it. Because if you didn't do it, you didn't do it. Like we shouldn't give power to people that may be using these instances as political expediency and that's something I, I talked about a few times on facebook is what if i do run for office and maybe i'd be i'm not and we're just looking at the future on what may be what if i'm this popular minority right-leaning libertarian running in the republican party and somebody wants to bring me down by that They've got records. That's of, fucking scary. They they've got records of all our shows, man. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, but that's fucking scary. What you know, what if some random ass person that I don't even really know is like, "Yep, he touched me at Grassroots Kava Bar." Kava House. House. <laughs> <laughs> he touched me at Low Tide. I'm like, "What the fuck? I don't even 
know you. <laughs> I just want to go on the record right now that during these shows, Muhammad reaches under the table and touches me inappropriately. <laughs> um, Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's free. Yeah. Um, but it's okay because I'm okay with it. Um, but no, that's to me, that's super fucking scary. It is, it is scary. That that can happen to anybody. And I'm not, again, when I said, but fuck it, that's what I was talking about. Right. That I was talking about. Yes, we should care about these I like accusations. How you really condense that entire statement into, but fuck it. Well, that was back. That was the other show. I know. I know yeah. what you were talking about. Yeah. But I like how you condensed it, so that way we don't risk getting yeah. anything deleted. You yeah. Just, that's what I meant by by fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like that's that's all I meant is yeah we should take sexual assault and rape accusations seriously. But, but the burden of proof still lies. It on the, still matters. It's, it it, it matters in everything else. It should matter in this too. Right, and it is. It is the only crime. I gotta think about this really quick before I finish the sentence. Okay. To what I can think of right now, it is the only crime. Where if somebody says it, it's believed to be true across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Except if you're a Republican, it's not believed by Republicans. And if you're a Democrat, it's not believed by Democrats. But <laughs> yeah, either that or That's it's willing true. to yeah. be forgiven. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like if somebody comes out and he's like, oh, so-and-so's, uh, so-and-so sexually harassed me. It is believed yeah. across the board. You can see it like so many people in uh, Hollywood today. And I'm not defending anybody in Hollywood. Like Harvey Weinstein, definitely, I believe, every single one of those. Kevin Spacey, believe it. Mm -hmm. Louis C.K. admitted it. Uh, George Takei, George Takei. Does not admit it. Does not admit it. That's what I was going to bring up, too, is the whole partisanship thing. I've seen people destroy Roy Moore over this. And And then I've seen the same people on... George Takei's Facebook uh, Facebook post, like being like, you don't have to explain yourself to anybody. And I'm like, what the fuck? Right. Like, there's yep. literally video. There's sounds. Maybe there's probably video too because it's on what's his fucking name's show. Um, Who's what's his fucking name? The 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 radio host that he was on when he said that. Um, I always forget his name. He'll have like fucking porn stars on and all types of people Howard on. Stern? Yes, yeah. So this was on the Stern show. Did you hear it? No. He was on the Stern show and him and some female, I don't know her name, were I don't know what they were talking about. But then Howard says to George, "But you've never groped anybody, have you?" And then there's that silence. And then they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa." Then they start laughing. They're like, you, you didn't grope anybody, right? And then George says, and I'm paraphrasing here, he says, well, sometimes when a young man does not feel comfortable, it was basically about him, like, groping. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And and even they on the show were, like, going around it, like, trying to not make it sound like what it is because it was what it was. Right. And George Decay is the same guy that was hitting Trump on his locker room talk from the bus tape thing. And I'm just like, okay, so it's locker room talk, which you're against. And now you don't want to admit to that because it's only a joke, which it may be a joke. It really, it might be a joke, but 
and and I've talked about this on the show before when people can't maintain whether they're going to um if something applies it should apply to everybody not just when it's politically expedient for your side or whatever same thing with Lena Dunham oh jeez yeah she's has anybody fucking went after her from the left nope. no it's fucking Lena Dunham yeah no no absolutely i mean and i mean you could go as far as saying you know as bill clinton who he did it Mm-hmm. He did it. Like, yeah. He did it in the same way OJ did it. We all know that he did it. Yeah. And Jack Hunter from Rare shared an article. I think that was written on Rare about that. He was talking. Um, so whoever wrote the article was saying how Democrats should not be mad, and this is not in defense of anything that Roy Moore Roy Moore may have done, but he was saying Democrats should not be mad. When Republicans today are using the same exact excuses, aside from the uh, yearbook thing, should not be mad that the Republicans are defending Roy Moore in the same way and the same manner with the same reasons that they've let Bill Clinton get off on a lot of this stuff. Right. And I was like, shit, I didn't think about it like that. Um, But like, no, sexual assault needs to be taken seriously no matter what. It's not even a partisan issue, in my opinion, which... A lot of people don't seem to understand that. Everybody makes it a partisan partisan issue, but it's not. Um, there are people on the right and the left that are guilty of it. Obviously, all of Hollywood is guilty of it, so it's good that they're able to take time off from raping each other to tell us how to live our lives. Um, but aside from that, <laughs> aside from that, it's not a partisan issue, and the people that make it a partisan issue kind of tick me off, even though... Even though I strongly believe in the whole evidence and statute of limitations and innocent till guilty thing, no. If someone's guilty, they're guilty. And but if someone's using it for political means, I'm not on board with that. No. And the the sad thing is, it's for a lot of these things, it's really hard to prove some of this stuff. It is, especially when it's... Because it may have happened. It may have to, happened. To, maybe they're all real. Maybe all of these are real. Right. And there's just... And it may have happened, but, you know, 40 years ago, it's hard to... Mm. It's one person's word against the other. Yeah. And, like, you know, uh, like, I've seen a lot this week on uh, Herman Cain. What, he raped some pizza? <laughs> uh, no, he was accused of uh, sexually... I want to make sure. Uh, I think it's sexually harassing women. Um, but while he was running for president, uh, reports came out of him sexually harassing people years before. And then after he dropped out of the race, like all of that disappeared. Like, you really? Yeah. You didn't really hear anything about it anymore. And so a lot of people are comparing the Roy Moore thing to the Herman Cain thing. Some, yeah, somebody was talking about how although uh, that alone is not evidence enough of it not happening no no but it's people not. were asking how, where was all this when where was all this before right when he when he's ran for so many offices for right so why, many years why now when he's running for senate yeah yeah and 
the thing is, it does make you question it, though. It, like, it does. No matter what. It does. And again, I am not saying that that dude is innocent. I have no idea. Yeah. And if he isn't innocent, I think he needs to drop out and be prosecuted. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, why now? Yeah. And just real quick on this whole sexual assault thing. Um, there was a report of somebody getting sexually assaulted in Hollywood that shocked the ever living crap out of me. And that's Terry Cruz. It sounds familiar. I'm sure I know who that is, but I don't. Remember. Um, he's, I mean, I know he, the name. Yeah, I actually know the name this time, but I don't know who it is. He's in the expendables movies and he's, uh, I, mean, I can look it up while we're talking. Right. And he was in a uh, idiocracy. He was mm-hmm. the president, which I've, that's a black guy, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Him. Yeah. Somebody, like, some dude sexually assaulted him. Like, that is a gutsy guy. Yeah. That is a really gutsy guy because I would be terrified to do that because I'd be afraid he would whoop the ever-living crap out of me. Yeah. Not that I would do it anyway. Yeah. Even if I didn't think he could. But, I mean, especially he would whoop the crap out of me. Like, how ballsy do you have to be to be like, oh, I'm just going to grab his junk? Well... It depends on the person. Somebody may just not say anything, even though they're a huge guy. Okay. His wife was in the room. I've talked to, I've talked about this before. With, I don't know if I've told you before. A very limited number of people. I've been grabbed before. It doesn't count what I do. But I didn't say anything because I didn't want to come off as a homophobe by talking about it. So I don't know who was he was he grabbed by a man or a yeah he was grabbed by a man. So a lot of times that could be what it is. I yeah I guess I can see that. Like how you don't want to appear racist, so you don't say certain things. Like you don't what. Not you. Oh, well, yeah, but I'm just, I'm, the, I'm trying to figure out the context. Wait. Like, I think I, I know what you're saying. Right. I mean, I I know what, yeah. So in this, yes, yes. Right. It, if it's the same example, then yeah. Right. It, it's, just, yeah. it's the same, it's the same sort of example. It's, you don't want people to think that you're a homophobe or you don't want people to think you're a racist or a sexist mm-hmm. or whatever. Because if, I mean... You're going to be, I mean, because if you do something, like if I hit that guy, I was going to be, and this was in, this was in Mad Hatter's. It's a local kava bar that I go to, and it has probably the largest LGBT type people that hang out there. Um, I don't want to, I didn't want to be known as the fucking Republican guy. That punched a gay guy in Mad Hatter's because that's fucking that fucking sounds bad, so I didn't say anything. I didn't do you know whatever. I was like, okay. Do you want to name names? Do you want a Corey Feldman it right now? Who's Corey Feldman? Oh my god, <laughs> he's the guy that uh, Corey Feldman and Corey Haim, the Corys. Corey Haim died when he was thirty nine years old, and he ended he, like he was raped by somebody when he was like twelve years old. Working yeah. on the film Lucas and oh. 
Yeah. Uh, and Corey Feldman has been saying he was going to drop names for a while, and now he's starting to drop names on. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't. I don't know the guy. I haven't seen him ever since. Gotcha. But because yeah. like, if you want to drop names, we can start dropping some names right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never been sexually assaulted by anybody. Yeah. So I can't drop any names. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if it counts as assault. It was just a grab. But that. that Whatever that is, I guess I don't. I don't know, man. I, that is actually the I definition guess, I guess it of is, assault. Yeah. I guess it is. You know, I mean, I didn't like it, um, but in, like I'm like I was saying with the whole Terry Crews thing, maybe that's what it was. He didn't want to come off as a homophobe, which is a very okay yeah. fear to have. Yeah, especially in today because you day. will be easily painted as that if that's the case. True, you might actually respond in self defense, and then they'll be like, "Oh, big black man." Because, like, homophobia is, I don't want to say rampant. Homophobia seems to be common in African-American circles, from what I've seen in different literature and stuff, like statistics and all that. Based on TV, I, that's what yeah. I've seen. Yeah, so black man beats up gay man, you know, so that wouldn't look well. Right. Um, obviously, case by case, not every black person hates gay people. Right. And I mean, I've got I've got some friends out in L.A. and like I've heard some of their stories on, you know, the different uh, sexual assaults or sexual harassments or whatever that's happened to them. And I mean, it's kind of it's kind of crazy that what all just just how prevalent it really is, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's just kind of it's just. The happens fact that too it, much. It, it does. It does. It definitely happens too much. But the fact that it's just become so accepted by everybody and it's just like, oh, it's part of the business is where the real problem is. And Oh, like in Hollywood? Yeah. 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 And it's just it, it it something needs to be done about it, but what you need what you need starting out is you need people to speak up when it happens. Hopefully that's the case now. Hopefully, hundred percent. Hopefully, I've seen people say things like, "Well, people are now more open and and I can understand that and more brave um, to come out and and talk about them being assaulted and or and or raped, and that's a good thing. Uh, and but what I hope so is for that to remain the case from this day on forward, and. Not for it to just basically, if it happens, you know, say something right away or within a a good enough time frame. Um, because if it just goes to like every year, someone's going to claim something from 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm not going to say my thoughts. No, no, I'm, right, sh- but- I'm sure everybody understands where I'm going with this, and I don't think it's a wrong way to think about it either, in my honest opinion. It and yeah, right. I, I I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, and you, I do think that a lot of times it does seem like it's more. I can understand it now because now it's like yeah, everyone okay. I, although that is also not an excuse for every you know, because in all in in this whole this whole mixture of everybody cut coming out and talking about their sexual assaults. 
you know, somebody somebody could take advantage of that. And like, I'm assuming what may be I'm assuming what may be the case with Jack Latvala, for example, and they're brave too. But you know, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was actually an article um, that came out today. And it was saying that hashtag me too has lumped trivial in with legitimate sexual assault. Yes. And that so many people are claiming, you know, they're like using the hashtag me too, uh, to describe their experiences. And a lot of it's, is assault different from harassment? Yes. Okay. Assault. Cause is... I've seen certain people. Yeah. Lump in their harassment as assault, which right. harassment isn't good either, but it's not, not the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. I mean, I I sexually harass you pretty much every time I see you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some may call that assault because you really don't like being tickled. Um, <laughs> yes, I tickle grown men. Um, but uh, yeah, they they're saying that a lot of people are just like, oh, I didn't like the way that that guy looked at me. Hashtag me too, kind of thing. Or something that was said to them. Or something like, like yeah. hey, honey. Right. And I'm like, okay, that could be that. <laughs> right. And I understand. But that it's not assault. It's not. And I understand that, you know, as a, as a female, it's probably really difficult to, you know, walk down the street and constantly have mm-hmm. guys cat calling you and being like, hey, baby, whatever, you know. And yeah. Yo, hey, ma. Uh, mm-hmm. Yo, girl, what up? Yeah. Let me get them digits. Yeah. You know, stuff like that's got to get annoying. Mm-hmm. That absolutely has to be annoying after a while. Yeah. It's not assault. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely. It is not, not assault. assault. Yeah. Like. Continue. Yeah. So. Uh, I was just sorry. pointing it out. Gotcha. That is like what. You're, there's <laughs> nothing over there. Um, but yeah. Uh, a lot of. I think a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon because it's the fashionable thing. I think that each case needs to be looked at and each case needs to be decided upon. Mm hmm. Um, but I do think that many people are just kind of jumping on the wagon because it's the trendy thing to do right now. Mm-hmm. It's also uh, the leftist culture of victimization. How? Yes. I saw some someone's tweet. Who are they tweeting at? They were tweeting at somebody about something, and they called themselves a double minority. Because they were both, were they black and gay, Latino and gay? Okay, and I was just like, "What the fuck are we tallying up? How, uh, what kind of minorities we are now? Like, how how much of a victim am I?" Right. Which, as in a, in in a lot of the, especially on like college campuses, like it's it's all about who the biggest victim is. You know, we have a we have a lot of victims on this campus. We have minorities, um, and then you have the whole inner intersectional feminism is that what it's called Inter- yeah intersectional feminism yeah just lump everything in with with everything sort of thing yeah i i i've read on intersectionalism intersectional yeah. i've read on that and one i don't know how to pronounce it and two i don't understand it yeah, I don't, yeah. it doesn't make a lot of sense to me like even a little bit yeah um but yeah, so many people are victims and it's gotten to the point where, you know, which we aren't going to get time to talk about today, but, you know, we were going to talk about uh, people being like, we can't have these people talking because 
talking on our campus because it is makes us unsafe. Yeah. Ben and Shapiro it, and t- a Tuft. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Tuft. Yeah. yeah. Tuft Cop University. Tuft University. Yeah. And it's like, he's saying words. He's not, mm-hmm. he's not punching you in the face. Mm-hmm. He's not telling people to punch you in the face. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Anyway. Do you got anything else tonight? No. No, I think we covered a lot of it. Yeah. Well. That's going to be just about all the time we have for today, folks. Thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget, December 3rd, we are having our anniversary show, our one-year anniversary. Third. Second. Second. Yeah. Sorry. December 2nd, uh, we're having our one-year anniversary show at Grassroots Cava House in downtown St. Pete. We're going to be getting kicked off at 2 o'clock. So go on our website or our Facebook and get your tickets. Um it's going to be a good time. We're going to have a bunch of guests. we got a bunch of really cool stuff happening. Um, and you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash muddied waters of freedom on Instagram at muddied waters of freedom or on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. Uh, this and every other episode is available <laughs> on muddiedwatersoffreedom.com. I am completely out of it today. I have not been sleeping well this week. Oh, it's okay. Um, yeah. Uh, you got anything else for us? No, I am okay. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Please like, please share, please tell your friends, and hopefully we see all of you out there December 2nd. People have already signed up, so and I think seating is going to be semi-limited, but... Yeah. You just come on in. <laughs> yep. So uh, we will be doing a couple more episodes this week. And, uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Thank you all so much. We do appreciate it. Oh, because I haven't done this in a while. Yeah, I know. Remember, guys, where we're going. We don't need roads. <laughs>